about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. bring the reality of Christmas back to us. So I want us to go into the book of Luke chapter 2 and I will read from verse 8 to 15. I want to talk about a subject that's so much pertinent to my heart, uh, so much important and, and that will bring glory and honor to us. So my message is Christmas, creed or greed? Christmas, creed, is it creed or greed? Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 2. And verse 8 says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the, flo- in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold... I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly, and suddenly, and suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on the earth, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now go to Bethlehem. Listen to the word. I want you to underline the word Bethlehem because I will allude to this in my message as we go. And it says, Let us go now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Which the Lord has made known to us. This message is what I call Christmas creed or greed. Christmas creed or greed. There has been, listen to me, and, and I hope this will bless you. There has been a worldwide fight against the coronavirus to make sure that people don't miss out on Christmas festivity. Politicians fought against each other, unified together to fight an unseen enemy so that Christmas is not ruined. A lot of debate has been going on, a lot of fight, different tiers, third tier, fourth tier, second tier, first tier, and everything has been juggled around just to make sure that Christmas is not ruined. Shops, entrepreneurs, and the entire financial institution battled, prepared, and pushed with all their might that shops will be open. Life will come back to a semblance of normality so that income is not lost and the best and most profitable time of the year is not lost to a virus. In fact, there's there's the case of us having a few days of Christmas and then going back into lockdown. We're still in the midst of that. However, it makes me wonder, listen to me, is the fight 
for the creed of Christmas or the greed of Christmas? Are they really fighting for the purpose and the reason and the reality of what Christmas really stands for? Is all of us fighting for what, this, what Christmas really stands for? It's amazing how an unseen virus can make us adore what we always ignore. Maybe many of us as Christians are all caught up with the greed rather than the creed. Listen to me. The, the holiday has become too commercialized and promotes greed. Christmas, for many people, are morphed into what I call a meaningless mush of secularized snowflakes, reindeers, penguins, gift cards, year-end sale, which wants to suck all the remaining Christian spirituality out of it. Do, do we know what the birth of Jesus means for us? Do we understand the beauty of the gospel that began in Bethlehem? Do we believe in the one whose spirit glorified a little town and whose spirit still brings music to persons all over the world in towns both large and small? Do we really know what the birth of Jesus is? Are we still in the argument that Christmas is not on the 25th, it was probably during the summer or not? And as always quelled the argument is that we just thank God. Maybe it started as a pagan, uh, uh, secularized day that somebody just picked out, but at least we still alluded to Christ. Somehow, somewhere, we came back to Christ. Whether it was that day he was born or the day he wasn't born, but we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. We are remembering it. But the problem I have is that there's been a lot of people running around, a lot of, uh, 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 even many different parties, the Labour Party, the Conservative Party, the other parties around, juxtaposing themselves together to make sure that Christmas is not ruined. But... What I found out is that the greed excludes the Christ from the Christmas. The, the, the greed of Christmas makes a merchandise of the sacrifice of the one who gave us life. The greed makes people selfish and crowded the ends of our life that he himself can find no room. Isn't it amazing that the greed of Christmas is has so much even crowded Christian's life that even Christ can no more find any room in there. However, the question is, what really is the greed of Christmas? Because many of us are now involved in the greed. In fact, we're so much involved in the greed of Christmas that we fight our family members who don't give us the Christmas present we're actually looking for, as if our whole joy in life is based on the Christmas present we receive or don't receive. We feel that many times, if someone doesn't give me a Christmas present, they actually don't love me. We, we, we've reached the stage that many families have disintegrated because of a Christmas present. Because we're following the greed of Christmas. 
In fact, many of you right now have gone so much into buying clothes, buying stuff. Clothes you can't wear. We're in lockdown. Where are you going to wear it to? But yet, they're enticing you to buy these things at a knockdown price. And many people are running after this. Many people are buying stuff online because they said it's a Christmas deal. But there's nothing about the creed, but all about the greed. And many are upset because maybe you don't have enough money to feed your greed. But there's no lot of spirituality to develop the creed. Of Christmas. Disheartening. The creed of Christmas should say to us as a Christian in the book of Isaiah, chapter 9 and verse 6 that's the creed of Christmas. For unto us a child shall be born, to us shall a son be given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It means no matter what I face, I believe in the one who brought sinners back to purity, who lifted up human weaknesses to meet up with the strength of God. It says that the whole creed of Christmas is about Christ who came down, was born in a manger. The creed actually means that God came into in the flesh to be able to save us. Somebody's asking me, what does a creed mean? We know what greed means, but what is a creed? A creed is a set of beliefs. Or aims which guide someone's action. That's my entire message. How is your action guided during this Christmas period? It is a belief. It's the belief in Christmas. It's the belief in Christ that actually guides my action and belief. The word creed is derived from the Latin word credo. Which means I believe. I believe. So this fight for Christmas to happen, is it based on a belief or is it based on a greed? Christmas talks about God, listen to me, who grants you light in Christmas, which is faith. The warmth of Christmas, which is love. The radiance of Christmas, which is purity. The righteousness of Christmas, which is justice. The belief of Christmas, which is truth. The all of Christmas, which is Christ. The all. I, we read about this town, this little city called Bethlehem. But today, not been to Israel quite a number of times. In Bethlehem, there is actually a cathedral marking Jesus' birthplace. I've been there. And many times we were not able to get there except this year. We were able to get in there. You have to queue for a long time. Behind the altar, there is a cave with a symbolic, symbolic star 
embedded on the floor. You can enter and admire the ancient church. You can enter the cave to see it, but there's one requirement. You must bow low. The door is too low to get in standing. <laughs> the same is true of Christ. He's generally found amongst the commonplace. But for you to experience him, all you have to do is to get down low on your knees. No matter how much you commercialize Christmas, Christ is still the one that brings light to our darkness. So over these next few weeks, I want to teach you about the four creeds of Christmas. You must know what it means to you. What we believe in, what our actions are, what guides us. And that would allow us to be able to go through this year, the rest of this year, knowing that there is a reason for the season. The fourth creed I call the light of Christmas. The light of Christmas. Christ is the light of Christmas. The fact is, listen to me, I hope you, you're, you're there now, I hope you've gone through that introduction because there's, a, there, there's plenty of reasons for us to have doubt and uncertainty as we finish 2020. Will the, will the economy take care of itself? Will it turn around? Will I have a job five months from now? What will my options be in six months from now? Will the options that I have, will it be any good? As we enter 20, as we enter 2020, we have those things we're th thinking about. Moreover, it seems it's a dark place. It seems it's bleak. And many of us have dark days. Many of us have experienced days that you don't want to get out of bed. You're afraid to face the world. You don't feel like it's worth the effort. You just want to throw in the towel. You don't want to see anybody. You, you just want to be by yourself. We all go through dark days. Do you ever lose your way? Do you ever feel like you're up in a cloud and your head is in a fog? When you look at your past, you get disappointment. When you look at your present, you get stress. And when you look at your future, you, get, you become doubtful and worried. But, 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 but when Jesus came, the Bible says the glory of God shone all around when they came to the angels because light is important in Christmas. I love lights. I really love lights. I put lights up all around my house during Christmas. I love when I see those things flashing and all that kind of stuff. But many of us don't realize that even paganism actually is pushed by the work of God to signify the reality of Christ. Light is a major theme in the Bible. The Bible says in 1 John, God is light and in him there is no darkness. God is light. The first commandment that God ever gave to creation, he says what? Let there be light. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. John 12, 46, Jesus says, I have come as a light to shine in the dark world. 
so that all who put their trust in me will not will no longer wander in darkness. Keep that, keep that, keep that scripture up again. He says, Jesus says, I have come Christmas, not the day, not the twenty fifth. I'm not talking about the twenty fifth. I'm talking about the reason why he came. He says, I came. As a light to shine in darkness. I was born to be a light that shines in darkness. So that all those who put their trust in the creed of Christmas. Not the greed of Christmas. Will not longer, no longer wander in darkness. So if your whole aim is to get caught up in the merchandise of Christmas. And messing around with Christmas. And, and playing games with, with Christmas. And falling into the same thing the world has fallen into the bible says that i can't shine that light in their darkness because i'm not their reason for the season lights are were important in the first christmas the angels did the dazzling light Show in the sky and the shepherds they they went to bethlehem as a result and they saw baby jesus the wise men saw another bright light in the sky. It was called a star. And as they followed it, they followed it to where the Savior was born. I hope someone's being blessed today because many times our dark times are during Christmas. Our dark lives are during Christmas. The most difficult period of our life, we, 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 we bring it towards Christmas. We think summer is good, but Christmas is dark. But Christmas is supposed to be the most joyous time in the life of the believer. Christmas is really the light of Jesus coming into the world. I have to teach these basic things. The main purpose of Christmas, the main purpose of Christmas is Jesus dispelling my darkness. You are Lord, you are my light and you dispel my darkness. First Samuel chapter 22 and 29. He says, you are my light. You dispel my darkness. You, Lord, are my light and you dispel my darkness. John chapter 1 and verse 4, listen to what he says. He says, in him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. What are you struggling with as you came online to church this morning? What is the dark secret? Please, what is the pain? What are your fears that you've carried throughout 2020, which has been an unprecedented year? I've got good news for you. Listen to me. If nothing encourages you throughout this year, listen to this one. Jesus has come to dispel darkness in your life and to give you a future. Psalm 23 and verse 4, listen to what it says. It says, even though even I go through the deepest darkness, the good news Bible says, I will not be afraid. Lord, for you are with me. Your shepherd's rod and your staff, they protect me. They protect, even if I go through the deepest darkness. Even if I go through the deepest darkness. Deepest darkness. He says, I will not be afraid. The reason for all the lights that are shining outside in the dark winter evening, they symbolize that Jesus has came into the world. It's very funny. Listen to me. Very funny. Many people spend thousands of pounds. Even the government spends millions putting lights in boroughs 
putting lights on major streets, putting lights in different parts on the tree, in different parts of the country. I remember even in hotels, they spent over 50,000 pounds just putting a Christmas tree in the middle of the hotel and putting lights all around it. That people will come out and they will say, wow. But that they cannot remember that everything was traced back to the first Christmas. It was light. Traced back to the creation of the world. Light be. And light was. So what does, what does the creed of Christmas teach us? He says it's the light of Christmas. What, what, what does the light of Christmas mean? Number one is the light of Christ. The light of Christ. The light of Christ. The light of Christ means turning. It means turning. The light of Christ in our Christmas means a turnaround. Make use of this Christmas as a celebration of light taking over darkness. Emmanuel is with us and in him we are like those lights that shine in darkness. The first thing about the light of Christ in our lives means there's a turning. There's a turning. Your dark days are turning into light. I, I hope this is blessing someone. For God has redeemed you from darkness and translated you into light. Weeping may persist through the night. Joy comes in the morning. And if you embrace the light of this Christmas, you will step into your 2021 knowing fully that God is my light. Don't let the way you end the year dictate your next year. End this year with the light of Christ. Meaning that God, even if everything hasn't worked up till now, there's a turning. The power of darkness. Listen to me. Wherever you're sitting, single mom, wherever you're sitting at home, listen to me. Come, 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 come close. Look at me. The power of darkness cannot put out the light of Christmas. Listen to me. Look at me. No matter how dark the days are, darkness cannot put out light. When light is turned on, darkness is dispelled. Let me talk to that couple that are finding things difficult because there's probably no job. You're thinking, how are we going to eat during Christmas? Light has come. Light means there's a turning. Let me talk to that single lady that is thinking, am I going to be single forever? Light means turning. Let me speak to that man who is confused about whether I should go forward or not. Light is turning. Let me speak to, that, to, 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 to this generation that is grappling with what is 2020 going to be like. Ah, light! comes to bring a turning. Jesus says, I, I am light and in me there is no darkness. Satan cannot put out God's light in your life. Darkness, listen to me, is simply the absence of light. I hope that blessed someone. It's simply the absence of light. And light is the only one that has speed. Therefore, when your light has come, Darkness will flee. Listen to me. Let me say this again. When your light has come, darkness will. I'm going to talk. Look, look at me. 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 Light is the only one that has speed, meaning that the light of Christmas will put darkness to flee. Darkness does not have speed. There's no speed in darkness. There's only speed in light. 
I want to prophesy to someone who is listening to me right now, depressed. Light has come. Listen to me, light has come. You, listen to me, you are a darkness killer. You are a darkness killer. You are a night chaser. When you come into a room, darkness dies. Touch yourself and say to yourself, I'm a darkness killer. You cannot remain in depression because light is on the inside of you. And you are a darkness killer. In your home, you're a darkness killer. Touch your head and say, light has come upon me. You will no more live in obscurity. Listen to me, you're not living in someone else's creativity. I declare, as David's light shone from obscurity, so you will shine. Listen to me, I want to speak to you again. There are some agendas. God is writing on your behalf right now. There are things God would do for you that has nothing to do with you. The life of Jabez is a typical example of what you call a turning point, a turning around, where sorrow was turned into joy, where failure was turned into success, where darkness was turned into light. Another point is that you've got to get to that place where you know this is my turning point because light means turning. So when you think about Christmas, think about the creed, the belief. I live by a belief system and my belief system, if anybody asks me, what is Christmas? It's about the light of Jesus that shines in my life and brings a turning. There's a turning around. Peter was a fisherman. He had toiled all night, darkness, caught nothing. He was dejected and packing to go home at the dawn of the day, then Jesus came along and his story changed in Luke chapter 5, verse 4 to 6. Is that your, at your word? I will let down my net. And there was a turning around. Listen to me. First thing you need to understand is light is turning. I don't care what this year has thrown at us. And it has thrown at us. We've experienced death. In my own family also, we've experienced a lot of calamity. We've experienced death. But there was always a turning around. We may persist through the night. Joy comes in the morning. I am not going to walk in darkness. I will walk in light. That brings me to my second point. Light means guiding. So light means turning. Light means guiding. He will guide our steps. He guided Joseph from the tyranny and the looming death of Herod. This is the Christmas story. When Herod came against Joseph and wanted to kill the baby, there was a guiding light. Whatever is born on the inside of you, whatever is your dream, whatever is your desire, no devil, no darkness can kill it. Luke chapter 1 verse 79. You've got to say this to yourself. He says to shine upon those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. To guide our feet in a straight line into the way of peace and serenity. This Christmas will be a turning point for you. But will be a guiding point for you. Many Christians are lost in the natural environment where they find themselves because they require, they lack the required light to dominate that environment. God has promised to guide you and direct you in making the right decisions at all times and by His Spirit. So, when men say there's a casting down, because you are walking in light, then you will say there's a lifting up. 
Say anyone hear me what I'm saying right now? Jesus' birth reminds us and should remind you that no matter what, God's purpose for our life will come to pass. It will not die. God will guide us. God will protect us. He will protect what is his. He said to Joseph, pick up the child. Go now to Egypt. It means that every prophetic word and promises to us will come to fulfillment. I want somebody to get this this morning. Because God's way of a miracle is not man's way. God's way of a miracle is not man's way. God's way of a miracle is not man's way. Be ready for the unusual. The unusual will always happen in the unexpected way. But the Bible says the steps. God says the steps. Are you hearing me? Let me talk to you one more time. The steps of a good man or woman are ordered by God. God will order your steps. He will order your steps. Be ready for the unusual in the most unlikely places. Trust God that he will always show up. And when he shows up, his splendor will dispel any darkness. Light, 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 light is for turning and light is for guiding. How many of us wake up in the middle of the night? I do that. And I don't want to switch on the light because if I switch on the light to go to the toilet, by the time I come back, my eyes will be, my eyes will be wide open. But how many of us, including more? have not switched on the light and you forgot that you put something on the floor and bam, you just hit the stuff and you're like, ouch! And men, I don't want to be too graphic, how many of you have gone into the toilet and Jesus, you misfired badly because you didn't switch on the light. You, 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 you are using the darkness to guide how you're going to, you know, uh, use the toilet and then you found out that you have to switch on the light and start cleaning around on the floor and all around. Because if your wife wakes up and finds that calamity, you'll be in serious trouble. And now you go back to bed wide awake because the light you didn't want to switch on is now on. But how many people know that when light comes in, it guides you easily? You quickly get to where you're going and you're back. When light comes in, you have more confidence. Once you switch on that light, you're not looking and wandering around. Because light makes you have focus. Darkness causes wandering. And when you wander around, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Every wandering spirit is, is, a, is, is as a result of a lack of light. I'm going to do this business. I'm going to do that business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to... And you're frustrated by the time Christmas comes because you are running and chasing around different things because there's no light that will shine. God will guide you in Jesus' name. Lastly, light means possibilities. Ah, possibilities. The light of Christ means possibilities. It's the whole creed of Christmas talks about possibilities. When light comes on, what is impossible becomes possible. Miracles answer to Mary's question. How can this be? For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Listen to me. God is not facing any impossibility. Ah, I don't know what is happening to your job. I don't know what's happening to your home. I don't know what's happening to your marriage. I don't know what's happening to your relationship. I'm, not, I'm sure there's some single people that are watching me right now that you're just alone in your house. But God is not facing an impossibility. Whenever man's inability becomes merged with God's divine ability, all things are possible. 
That's what Christmas brought. Divine ability. A virgin who never knew a man suddenly becomes pregnant. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an enigma that nobody can unravel right now. But it's God's possibility. And that's why God doesn't want us to become familiar with, with sickness or disease. Some people have bowed to the familiarity of their circumstances. Some have bowed to the adversity of the season and the coronavirus. And some have bowed to the image of impossibility. When, man, when man's hands are tied, it doesn't mean that God's hands are tied. When man's time frame has expired, it doesn't mean that God's time frame has expired. Oh, when the 13th of December, oh, everything is shutting down. God hasn't shut down. God has not shut down. When man cannot accomplish something, it doesn't mean that God is incapable of accomplishing it. You can get the job that they can set you up before next year. You can get the house during this season. People have bought their house during Christmas because they've given them deals nobody else has been able to get. They want to close things down. And they might shut down. They might shut the inn down. They might shut the room down. But God has the keys, Katoyamba, that can open all doors. Because man's inability is always superseded by God's natural ability. Light means ability. He says, let light be. Light was. So light will shine in what looks impossible. And light comes not by asking darkness, can I come? No. Even in the midst of darkness, he says light be in that darkness. Light came out of darkness, not it was created. When man finds himself unable to calculate the ability of the miraculous conception to occur, God stands in the wings and he just says, understand, I am the God that took absolutely nothing and made everything out of it. Light talks about a turning around. Light talks about guiding. Light talks about possibilities. The Christmas creed says that God is the God and the only God that can make things possible. So what is my conclusion today regarding light? Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1 to 3. Arise, shine. Let me talk to you for a second. Arise, shine. Come on, someone's got to be able to focus on pastor. Look, 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 look at me. He says you should arise and shine. For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Watch me now. Rise. Everything I've preached right now was coming to this last conclusion. Rise. Shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. You've got to understand that. You've got to rise, you've got to rise, you've got to rise. The light will turn things around for you. The light will guide you. The light will make things possible for you. But you have got to now say to yourself, I will arise, I will shine. Put that scripture up again. Let's see. He says, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He says, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord will arise. God is going to arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. This is a prophetic word as I'm close. The glory of the Lord will be seen upon you. He says, and the Gentiles will come to your light. Don't let them see darkness. 
the gentile is coming they're coming to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising rise and shine because gentiles are coming to you let me encourage you hold your family hold your husband hold your you say we will rise by your spirit i will rise from the ashes of defeat you will rise because your essence of christmas not the greed but the creed of christmas says to you you will rise and shine this christmas during this pandemic during this coronavirus during this downturn economic downturn, you are in goshen and the people of goshen they rose they were not defeated you will rise and you will shine because your light has come and the glory of the lord is risen upon you that is the first creed of christmas i am not moved by the greed but i want you to be moved by the creed the belief the declaration that christmas is light in your darkness why don't you bow your heads and let's pray father we thank you this morning we thank you as we traverse into this afternoon we thank you because on this 13th of December, where everybody connotes 13 as negativity, we connote it as a time of rising. And God, we rise and we shine. I dispel darkness. I want you to start to pray right now. And I want you to start to dispel darkness. I want you to pray right now. And I want you to start to declare that God, there's a turning point in my life. I want you to start to say the light of God will uncover the answers to mystery. I want you to say the light of God. Say this of him. Say the light of God will inspire a unique rising in me. Say the light of God in me will cause darkness to shudder and tremble at the thought of God in me. Start to say darkness will not descend on my movement. Declare that my rising will exceed the standard of measurement of kite, measurement of the, 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 the things people have. Declare that the glory and the brilliance of God will start to rise. Say this year is not shutting down without my rising. I rise. I break down one ways. I declare that the light of the fire of God will start to burn on the inside of me. I declare that I dwell in light and I don't dwell in clouds of confusion and darkness. Declare that I am experiencing a rising by the light of God. Say, I take my step away from worry. I take my step away from yokes of dis disappointment, fears and concerns, traumas and sickness and guilt and pain. Start to say, in the name of Jesus, I will not lose my connection to the creed of Christmas. I rise and I shine. I, the spirit of light rests upon me. Now start to say this. Say, I'm no more confused. I know what to do. The light of inspiration will cause me to solve uncommon problems. Say this in the name of Jesus, that this year, as I enter the end of this year, I will navigate into my destiny in Jesus' name. Maybe you're online and you haven't given your life to Jesus. Let me say, come to Jesus. He's the light of the world. He says, in me is light that dispels darkness. I want you to, to, to not end this year with the same way you entered. I want you to say this after me. And say, Lord, this day, I give you my life. I submit my life to you. 
I ask you to come into my life. Let light come into darkness. And this day, I rise and I shine. For my light has come. I want to pray for everyone right now that light will rest upon you. Darkness has gone. Gentiles must come to your rising. Jobs will come to your rising. People will come to your rising. Your business will rise. Your home will rise. Your life will rise. You are not people of darkness. I declare light in your life right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk. Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.